Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been 34 years since my last confession. 34 years, eh? Do you have a burning desire to share anything in those last 34 years? Let's find out. Time will tell. All right. Welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And, uh, yeah, this, this one I think is going to be pretty fun. We have special guest uh, Dougie Snakes with us today. Dougie? How you doing, my man? Good to see you. Oh, buddy. Uh, it's good to see you, too, man. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Pre- pretty good, actually. Uh, not as good as you, though. I'm in camp, and you're yeah. fresh off your Valentine's Day massacre, slaughter, massacre, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what? Va- Valentine's Day was pretty uh, – that was Valentine's Day has never been big for me. No, no, I've like I, I don't think I ever bought a woman any piece of jewelry or even almost anything in my entire life, and it's nothing against them. I just don't ever buy them anything. Did, so Valentine's did you Day, give a good gift? No, no, I just had like a regular like uh, I see like uh, I have like two or three girls that I see, and but it's not like um, I don't know if they're seeing other people or have boyfriends. I don't ask any questions. I just have relationship issues where I can't. Uh, I tried dating last year and I can't do it. I can't okay. be like, it's not even a monogamous issue, which is I can't be after two months. I can't be present. They want to go to like farmer's markets and shit like that or hikes. <laughs> and I'm not even fucking, I'm not even, I don't even hate it. I just don't want to do any of that stuff. Right. So it is selfish, but so for my Valentine's day, I just fucking maybe cook you something, but I haven't done that. Yeah. I haven't been in a steady, steady relationship in a couple of years. Right. So, Maybe a couple loads is all anybody's getting, but I'm not trying to be like too, um, like the man or anything like that. But yeah, Valentine's Day was never anything, anything big for me or even, I always forget it is Valentine's Day. Did uh, Dougie Dahmer come out on Valentine's Day? Well, you know what's funny? I actually like, uh, I, I like, I like to be bit and I bite when I'm fucking someone, but you never like to, to the bit. Yeah, like, like I'm not, but it's not. I don't like need it like to come or anything like that. But I need like, like, like if, if a girl like, ever bites me in the chest or like on the neck or something, like I'm into it. And I, I got like fangs. I got little, I got vampire teeth, so I don't mind like biting a girl on the neck and all that. But for the most part, they're always just like, Jesus Christ, you bite hard or something. And I don't know where this came from. Show me those again. What do you think? Well, I kind of want you to bite me with those. Look at those things. Some people are like, did you file them down? I'm like, yeah, but I'm in the fucking shop with a rat file in there. Finally. He's like, are you ready to your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, man. Did, did awesome. you send any 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 flowers or anything from camp? Uh, I didn't send anything from camp, no. But before I left to come back to camp last week, I bought flowers for my wife. So, yeah, it's kind of a, hey, happy early Valentine's Day. And, you know, honestly, I, I really don't even like doing the flower thing because, mm. you know, um, I don't want flowers to signal or, or be uh, a token or a signal of our relationship. You know what? Flowers die, right? Mm. I don't want our love to die. You know what I mean? We've been together 17 years. I think I've bought in flowers like three or four times. I dated this black chick, right? She said two things to me that I'll never forget. So the first thing is we're laying in bed and we're trying to watch something on Netflix, right? And, and I'm, I go by Kevin Hart and I look at her and she's like, Holy fuck, he's not funny. And I started to die laughing because, like, to hear like a black person say that, I was just like, right on. Because I don't find him that funny. <laughs> I do like him in movies, but I don't think his stand up is good. So she said that. I was like, holy shit, I think I'm going to fall in love here. And then the second thing she said to me, she goes, she goes, don't ever fucking buy me flowers. She's like, I don't want any of that shit. And I was just like, right on. So I was, I was with her right for like on. a little bit. And I was like, 
I, I remember that, like, don't buy me flowers or any of that shit. You know what I mean? Take me out for a, a bite to eat or something like that. So I, I'm not against flowers either. But I, uh, you know, I'll just go to the grocery store and get the flowers if I, if I ever have to, like a quick little self-checkout job, right? It, it, it is, I don't know. They don't even smell like roses. Like Aoka says, you know what I mean? It's kind of smell like shit. <laughs> Do you ever smell a rose? They kind of, sm- yeah. They don't smell good. No, no, they don't smell that great at all. They smell like I just uh, took a big camp dump. Yeah, anytime someone's like, like, oh, this smells so beautiful. I'm like, it smells like fucking dirt, but, you know, so. Yeah, but Valentine's Day, man, been pretty, uh, pretty low-key, man. Nothing ever uh, crazy happened. I imagine if I was ever in something, like, super serious or I, w- I would make it right, but I it was never never a big thing for me. Did, did you wear protection? Well, I, I had to, I fucking caught a yeast infection in the summertime, so I probably didn't wear a condom <laughs> in a couple of years, and mm-hmm. I, uh, and then I noticed that uh, I'd have uh, trouble keeping a hard on with a condom because I was so used to never wearing condoms, right? And then, uh, yeah, I caught a yeast infection in the summer. I didn't even know that was a thing. My, uh, my fucking dick, I woke up one morning. My dick was, like, swollen. With love. Well, I guess with something anyway. And then I remember I went to work, and I was just like, I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I had too, too much rough sex or something like that. And then uh, – and then it kind of got worse and it burned when I pee. And I was just like, I was like, holy fuck, I, got, I think I got an STD, but you know what I mean? And then I, I, went and I, I went and showed one of my foremans. I was like, I was like, bro, will you look at my dick? He's like, yeah, hollowed out, right? So I just showed my dick. And he's just like, I think he's got a yeast infection. So I got a couple of days off of work because they give you, the, you just go, which is over the counter, they give you this cream and um, you put it on, but you can't have any like, like, like tight clothing on. Your, your, your shit needs to breathe but that did that just happened this summer that passed right and i was just like it kind of did scare me where i was just like kind of fucking randoms here and there and then i was like bad for not wearing condoms right because i never rarely ever um i always pull out ever since i was young you know what i mean so and sometimes when i go uh, uh, tom segura talks about it talks about like you went a couple of years without coming in a girl, and then we came, and like it feels so much better. And I often forget how that feels like because I never ever do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I uh, I started wearing rubbers recently, but then I noticed I had a problem where, like, because I'm so not used to like wearing rubbers, I'd have had trouble keeping the hair on. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I uh, that- never worn a rubber with my wife. Never. We've been together 17 years. We were 17, 18 when we got together, and it was just mm-hmm. it was just raw dogging right from. Right from 17, 18, right till now. And we only have two kids, so. Do you have anything tied up? <clears throat> nope. She? Nope. How old are you now? Uh, 34. Just turned 34. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm 32. Yeah, I, uh, and that, that's the thing. I don't, uh, I, I have no reason to believe that I'm not infertile or, or I, I think I can have kids, but I, I don't know. I've had a lot of close calls. It was always... Like I've never ever went to an abortion clinic or, or, or I had to do any of that, which which I am thankful for, right? Because I don't know um, if I could fucking handle that, dude. You know what I mean? If I'm like, if I'm like, yeah. I go, if I gotta go get like rid of a kid, I think at the time it'd be like, let's get fucking, let's do this. But then like down the road, I might be like, shit, dude. You know what I mean? You could add a couple little pops running around. So I'm glad that I was never in that situation. I feel for people like that, right? You know what I mean? Having a fucking dumpster baby, but also I'm also <laughs> such a mess on my own sometimes, and I'm like, it's probably good, right? Like I want a dog, I can't even look after myself properly. So then I got this dog. Like if I ever got a dog, you know, I'm, I'll babysit my buddy's dog. He's two Frenchies, and I'm like, he seems to be coming over here. And after about five hours, I'm like, can't wait till these fucking dogs are gone. 
you know. You ever so. brought the peanut butter out when the dogs are around, though? You know, and I never thought it. about it. You know what's funny, though? Listen to this. Uh, so, so I, I uh, you remember the illegal satellite dishes? Yeah, yeah. I was at my buddy's house, eh? and it's probably, I think I might have been like 12 or 13. And this is when they had like the Jerry Springer hot and heavy stuff in the satellite dishes. So they'd have like the, like the lesbians out on stage or like rubbing cake. So I take what I could get because I never had satellite dishes at my house. But I remember it was the daytime. And I, so I started jacking off my buddy's living room. They were all downstairs. His parents went home. <laughs> and But two of the dogs came up on the couch. And I was like mid-stroking. And I, I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. So these dogs just like watched me jack off when I was 13. And I just like shot a load out and like hit all the evidence. Like went and flushed the paper towel. And I, I was just like. I never felt guilt, but it did feel like I was like I'm, I'm like I'm 13, jacking off in my buddy's living room with his fucking dogs watching me. I was just like, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up, dude. You know, so I just like kept that shit inside me. And I think you're the first person I ever told that. Well, fuck, I feel honored. This uh, so this is my second episode now where I've had my Eminem is gay moment. You watched uh, uh, the interview with Seth Rogen and James Franco. Yeah, I, they I, almost started I don't a war it. with North Korea. I only seen it once. Yeah. Yeah, where Eminem came out as gay on 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 their show, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah like, that's right. Dude, Eminem just came out as gay on our show, right? Well, I had a moment like that with Uncle Hack last episode, where like that was my Dave Skylark moment. This is my Dave's, dude. You're coming out to me. That's right. I'm coming out to fucking. Shoot as long blows. as you're not coming on me, as long as you're not coming on me, and you're coming out to me, we're good. That's right. I'm wearing protection these days too, so you're you're pretty safe, right? So I have a question. Back up for a second. What does what does uh, yeast infection on a dick even look like? So it's not like um, there's no like substance or like crust or anything like that. Like literally, like my my fuck my dick, which is ballooned. You know what I mean? It looked like a like a hot dog, a Seven Eleven that was roasting too long. You like a Chinese I mean? spy balloon. Ba- basically, but I'm not that in doubt. You know what I mean? I, I know it's, <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like a hockey puck or something. But I. Uh, but that that it was just swollen up. Like I don't know um, if you have any experience with cocaine, or a lot of times, like when, if I to try to go to sleep after doing blow for a couple of days, I would I would jack off, and then I would like try to sleep, and then I was like, I can't can't sleep, so I jack off like four or five times in the night, right? And uh, four or the five next, times. Yeah, 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 because just because this is the cocaine, right? Like you know what I mean? Okay. Sh- so I, I don't do that these days, but so because I'd be so wired on blow that I'd just be like my mind would just be like sexually fucking active and deviant. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because after like when you would wake up, if you could get any sleep after hollowing four or five times, your dick would be ballooned and it kind of like a carpet burn on it from like hollowing on it so hard. <laughs> so that, that's what this reminded me of. But that's what I remember. I woke up. I was just like, I didn't even have sex that hard and I wasn't jacking off crazy either. But that's exactly what it was. It was just like. Look, like it had a bee sting on it, but Jesus. not in the area. But there's there's there no like mucus, or it wasn't even gross looking. It was just swole, right? But I just remember like, you don't go to Google for this stuff, and I went to Google. <laughs> so, so then I'm like at work, and I'm just like trying to plumb. It's like 33 degrees in Vancouver here, and I'm just like building a fucking high rise with a swollen dick. So I just went and told my foreman, right? He's super chill. He works like. I asked him like, bro, I'll probably have to show you my dick, and he he's like an actual farmer here. He's like, oh, bro, like, I got, like, fucking, I deliver fowls and cows and all that shit all the time. He's like, this is the least. He says he sees it all, right? So, anyway, yeah, but that's what it was. That was, I've never had any other STDs. I don't even know if that is an STD. I'm guessing it is, but I've never had anything. I don't think a yeast infection is an STD. Um, I think it's a bacteria. That's what I'm not not sure. Yeah, I don't know if that would be considered 
NSCD and that's one thing I was thankful for because I remember when before I went to rehab, it, it was so long before I had like my blood tested or like uh, sexual like STD test or anything like that. And then when, once you get in there, they give you everything to make sure you don't get AIDS or Hep C or Hep A, any of that. They check you for all your STDs. So I remember like I was just like, this is kind of sick because I would always like I caught putting the horse blinders on. Well, I have any like stressful things in my life. I'm like, I'm just gonna put the horse blinders on and forget about it. You know what I mean? And that was always I was just like. I did drugs with like a lot of shady people and, and I always was like up to no good. So I was just like, I got to have something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being a real piece of yeah. shit. Right. So, and then, and then when I found out I had nothing, I was just like, life was very, I was at peace more than I could ever, ever know. So how did, did you get from, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's it. Oh, I was going to ask how, how you ended up in Vancouver from, you're, you're a Cape Bretoner boy, right? You're from yeah. City Mines, aren't you? I'm from I'm I'm from Mount Waterford, yeah. City Same Mines. shit. It it, right? it 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 is City Mines is a interesting place. So I'm from the Waterford, Cape Breton, and uh, that's uh, Vancouver's working to rehab three three years ago. Okay. So when I was here, I came just before COVID. I landed January eighth of 2020, so just before COVID hit. But I knew I was going to stay out here for a minimum a year anyway. I was, that's what was suggested to me to, to go to rehab, get off all your stuff, learn a program and then stay in a second stage, which is just a sobriety house. So there's like 120 days of main program that I did where I'm going to the center every day and learning about addiction and behavioral things. And, and then the rest of the time I was just in a house living with other dudes that just like had to be under certain conditions. Like you had to be able to piss clean whenever asked, you had to do a chore every day. And, uh, but then other than that, you could do whatever you want. Just a sobriety house, right? You weren't allowed to have any women over or pretty much any guests because it was COVID. But that's why I fucking love Vancouver, dude. What prompted you to go to to rehab? Obviously, drugs, but like, like, how bad was it? I well, I'm 185 pounds right now. Is 125 pounds when I went to rehab. I've seen a picture of you when you were a lot smaller. Yeah, I I was. Um, I remember I'd be at the shipyards and like, and, and like these girls that I know would be stopping me and they'd be like, okay, like you lost enough weight. Like I was trying to do it. They're like, oh, look, you look fit enough. Right. <laughs> and I, and I, I still remember like, uh, it'd be like every two weeks I'd have like a knife and I'd be cutting like a new hole in my belt to make it tighter at work. And all these clothes that like would never fit me were too big on me and stuff like that. It was so bad. I seen a, I did a roller skating video where I'm downtown Halifax fucking around on rollerblades, but there's like, a, they do a side profile. It was not in the real video. It's in like the footage I have. I've seen how it's hard to see yourself. Like even my mom, my, when I, I'll backtrack to this, but when I'm home, my mom sees me. She's like, I, I, I didn't realize how bad you were. Cause you see, like if you see me every day and I fell back into addiction, you wouldn't notice it as much as somebody who just see me that never met me. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, if you met me with a fucking shaved head and then I showed up with dreadlocks, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's God yeah. shaved head right there, dog. But, uh, I went to, a. A buddy came home. I was at home at Christmas time, and uh, a friend asked me if I wanted to go to coffee, and I, and I haven't seen him in a year. And this guy, I used to, I used to sell drugs with this guy. I was in the army with him. I was in oil sands with him. I, I played minor hockey with him since I was five. Uh, he was in every grade. He was one of my best friends. I graduate with him, and uh, he came to my parents' house, and he said he was thirteen months sober. And I was just like, "Oh, oh shit. shit!" And then he said, "I can get you to a place called Together We Can as a treatment center in Vancouver." And then go out there, man, and you can change your life if you want it. And I did, man. And I remember after that, I just went right inside. I, I sat my mom down. I'm like, listen, I'm like insanely hooked on opiates and coke and drinking. And she knew about the cocaine and uh, like the liquor, but she didn't know the extent of it. 
and but she had no idea about the opiates. And and I was just ready. I was suffering. I haven't had fun partying, man, since I was fucking probably twenty five or like twenty. Partying for me wasn't like going after the bar anymore or anything. It was just like wake up. Who do I got to go to to get my fix? What do I got to do to get it? And then it'd just be using by myself because you wouldn't want to yeah. share anything, right? Like cocaine's a shareable drug where you share, but opiates are because there's a limited amount and you'll actually be dope sick. You know, you stop sharing it towards the end. I did anyway. So I was beat up, man. I was real, uh, real in a lonely place, and uh, I just wanted to do stuff like this: do podcasts and do comedy and, and have a good laugh. And uh, I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? It was fucked. Well, man, you're you're killing it on on the socials now. But um, you know, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But um, so, how much would you say you were you've spent or were spending on your on opiates yeah. and cocaine and alcohol and shit? Well, I remember, like, so I'd be selling cocaine in Halifax, and I remember I, I was getting uh, an ounce of coke for 900 bucks, which is a really good deal, right? Yeah. And I would have to fucking take money out of my paycheck to pay the guy above me because I wasn't making any money. So basically, I would just, like, buy this fucking ounce, and then I would sell it, and then I, and then I had I, – the thing about pills is, is that they're controlled, so only a certain amount of pills are released into the public, right? So they're harder to get. Like cocaine, that's coming in kilos or whatever it's coming in. You can get your hands on it. Fentanyl is another thing where I could get easily, but not on the East Coast. It's hard to get fentanyl down there. And uh, where I'm from anyway, East Coast of Canada. So hydromorphs, which is like just like a, a really good high. That's like the number one opiate back home. That should be controlled. So like a hydromorph, I want to say a, a 12 milligram is like 30 bucks. And I, w- I would do like, I'd have to do like four or five of them a day not to be sick. So this is every Shit. single, yeah, this would be every single day, right? So that's the thing where it would just be like money coming in, money coming out. My mom told me, my mom works at the uh, at a bank in my hometown. She told me I had the number one debit transactions out of the entire bank. One year. <laughs> the number one Good debit transactions. Yeah, and I remember she told me that. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, like sort of cringing in shame. I was just like, oh, my God, right? So everything, I never, like, I worked in Alberta since I was 21 and worked like as a pipe fitter. And then I worked in, like, I, I always had a, a good job and I never had anything to show for. So anything, I was broke all the time. Like I could never pay my cell phone bills. And it, even like wherever I live, I'd have no furniture. Like literally like maybe a couch or a mattress on the floor. So I was always like, I was thinking like when I would start dating a girl, it was fine. She was just like happy to be around me and all that. But then she'd realize it, like, I don't think this guy's going to change. <laughs> no. You know, because they'd be like, do you, like yeah. do you just move in here? And I'm like, yeah, I just moved in there. So I don't want to say like, like, like I, I say on average, probably about $100 a day, but that could vary. That could go up. It could be down, right? You know, and then yeah. there'll there be, there be, there be many, not towards the end, but there'll be times where, like, I just, like, I would only drink and do blow because that's all I could afford. And then if I was hungover, I'd have a bit of opiates, right? But it would vary, right? Because there, there'd be, like, nine or ten months where the oil science slowed down where I couldn't get I couldn't get any work around 2015. I had to go to the yeah. shipyards in Halifax, which I hated because it was a nine-to-five job. Yeah, man, when you come from the schedule of the oil patch and you yes. try to go anywhere else, man, it's hard. I tried to get it's out broke. once and I worked in a warehouse and it was like an eight to five thing. And the, my boss there is like, Hey, it's five o'clock. You can leave now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to finish what I'm doing here and then I'll leave. Right. My boss asked me the next morning, what time did you end up leaving? I'm like, Oh, I left at eight. Just like, you're, you're, we don't give out overtime. It's like, Okay, I mean, I had to finish it, right? It was just, mm. I started it, I had to finish it, you know? And I quickly learned that that, that lifestyle wasn't for me. 
No, and there's no end in sight. Like I like to go when I leave camp. I'm like, I'm just gonna work for ten months, and then I'm gonna take five, six months off. And I know I'm gonna be broke after my first month, but I'll, I'll be on Pogi EI back home, so I don't give a Pogi fuck. Beach. Right? Pogi Beach, Pogi Beach, and I'm the only one I gotta worry about, right? But that's a thing where I'd be like. The end could be in sight for me. So when I went to the shipyard, I hated it because it's just thirty years of steady work, and I yeah. and the pay the pay was shit. And that's when I got really bad into uh, into addiction, and I got like real. I started hanging around real shady people. And yeah. I didn't like because I'm like a lover, you know what I mean? I don't like I'd be like hanging around people that'd be like hurting people and tying people up, and I was just like, like these guys are my buddies, but it's just through association that I was with them because I needed drugs, right? And I really didn't. Yeah, I didn't like it, right? I never ever did physical harm to anybody but it was like leading towards these you keep getting pulled in these weird situations right i'm just like i don't i don't i don't like this right but then the shipyard to me too was it paid you weekly that's the only thing i liked and one paycheck i could pay my rent and my cell phone so Beautiful. so my rent my rent in halifax at the time i had a wicked place i lived with four other dudes and it was only it was 500 bucks everything included that's not bad no, so it'd be like my one paycheck might have been like seven hundred bucks. So I could just be a degenerate, and then my last paycheck <laughs> of the month, I at least have to keep the lights on at my fucking place, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's so, that's important. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, spent a lot of money, and I never had anything to show for it, and, and that led me to to Vancouver, and I I love it here. Uh, I uh, I like Vancouver. I lived in Port Moody for a little bit uh, back okay. in the day uh, when they were building uh, for the Olympics. Oh, that yeah, that much. I'm in. I'm in Burnaby beer. I heard they bust all the homeless to like a different town when they had the Olympics. I I heard that a couple of times. Yeah, they, but I was yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. get them out of downtown like that'd be like, okay, everybody, come on, we got some ball and pills for you. Get on the fucking bus here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Miss Frizzle picking you off, taking you downtown somewhere, right? But it's uh, it's pretty wild here. Yeah, so I, I I was there when they were building for the Olympics, and by the time the Olympics rolled around, I had already moved. I was living mm-hmm. in Saskatoon during the Olympics, so yeah. sorry to hear. Yeah, well, no, Saskatoon's <laughs> a beautiful town. Is it? Re- I've never bad. been. I, I always hear bad stuff. Oh, it's it's a nice town. The people are a little like some people. You get that anywhere you go, though, right? That's right. But I I don't. I didn't mind Saskatoon back then. I didn't like it because I didn't have a car. Right? I've been there tons of times since with a vehicle and i loved it mm. yeah I, I never had a vehicle so i was 29 by wow and it well, now if my if my car goes to the shop for a week i start fucking bouncing out the walls and i'm like how did i do that for so long but you don't know what you got right you're not missing yep. it well taking the bus like we took a bus everywhere right and the shit that you see on a bus the stories you hear around you on a bus it's pretty cool. It it kind of reminds me of Dougie stories on on TikTok, right? And and you know, and then you were, I was going to jump back to that because you said you were you found yourself into some pretty weird situations, pretty fucked up situations. And does that where your stories come from? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people always ask you that your story's true and I'm like I'm like everything I say is true. The only thing that's not true is 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 I'm bad like um the example I use is like we got kicked out of soccer when I was 15 because we, we fist fought another, another team in soccer. We had an actual bench clear and brawl. The coaches were involved. It was crazy. Right. But let's say I said, if like the, I said it was in, Oh, this took place in like, let's say I said Sydney mines, but it might've took place in a water fort. So the towns might be wrong or like the time of year might be wrong. But the, the gist of the story is, uh, 
is correct. Because when I made that video, my old coach reached out to me. He's seen it on TikTok, right? And he was just like, he was like, no, that was not in Shady Camp. That was in Inverness. And he's like, and we weren't losing in nine nothing. He said it was tied five five. So that's what like most of the stories <laughs> is is the same, right? But but that's the thing. People are like, well, how did you live like this? Well, I'm, I, I just like, well, I started doing drugs and I was like, I started started drinking and drugging when I was like eleven and twelve. Started smoking hash when I was eleven. And then it got worse and worse. And but it was always like I come from a party town, right? But that's a thing where like you're thirty four. So think from yeah. the moment you were like seventeen when you start getting into hard stuff. Literally doing that three or four times a week for fucking over 15 years, 10 years. You're going to just like, it's just, all, you're always going to be in some weird situation, right? Or hanging around somebody shady or like doing something you're not supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, that's, and man, like your stories are like, your stories are fucking funny, man. Like it, there's a reason why you have 90 something thousand followers now, mm. right? Have you hit 100k mm. yet? I didn't look. But... No, no, and I, I'm kind of shadow banned. And because I'm trying, I'm, I'm into the live streaming now. I haven't been pumping out. I've, I've been only doing like a video maybe every like eight or nine days. And I'm not, I don't ever plan on slowing down that much. I'm just in a little chill phase right now. And I always yeah. call them uh, like bedtime thoughts. Usually when, when I go to bed or first thing in the morning when I wake up, I'll have a funny story that happened in my head. They haven't been coming lately because I've been focusing on other things. Uh, there's t- I'm, I might be. We're working on a TV show for the summer. You're gonna be in a TV show. Y- yeah, well, like I so I, I did work with SwearNet, which is the Trailer Park Boys. That's the, their thing. They're SwearNet, but I'm not. And like nothing's confirmed yet, or just it's just in the talks. But I'm trying to just put together a little like uh, we already filmed like a type of pilot, and we're gonna send nice. that in and see what they think, right? So that's where my energy has been. But I haven't hit a hundred K. I've been crawling lately. I noticed like. Um, and I wasn't alone. I was talking to this one of my cats I know in Newfoundland. He used to live in Vancouver, and that's what he he was saying. Like, uh, views have been down lately, like bad. Yeah. So for the last, I don't know, for the last uh, like three months, I've had yes. an amazing traction, man. Okay. Like, you know, I've I've grown a fuck ton, like uh, almost twenty thousand followers. That's uh, huge. No, no, twelve to thirteen. Sorry, twelve to thirteen thousand, and my views have been like, oof. But I'm growing right now on Instagram a lot and Facebook. That's where I'm focusing on a little bit and YouTube. Um, so, you know, you know, TikTok, it's been there. But over the last week, yeah, they started to slow down a little bit. And, and that's cool. It's all right, right? Because now it's it's my turn to relax a little. I also haven't put out as much content over the last week or two, right? Mm-hmm. Since I came back. Since I, since I went home and then came back to work, I haven't put out much. Um, you know, also maybe in a little bit of a chill phase here. Um, but I'm also pumping out a lot of podcasts right now. I, I, I like get this type podcast of... in the chamber. Yeah. Are these going on YouTube? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's like, I, I got the, I only have like four videos up and I only have over like 500 subscribers on YouTube. And I, and I, that's where the, that's why I like Twitch. Cause I want to start trying to make money off of Twitch and, um, YouTube and stuff, but fucking TikTok is so goddamn convenient cause you just record and all yeah. this stuff, right? But I, I like don't that know thing. How to use Twitch. Twitch is like super hard because you use a thing called OBS. It's not super hard, but it's like once you get going, you have these stuff where like people can type in commands and certain things will pop up. And also, I noticed like a lot of like I watch my buddy. My, I have a friend in the states that makes, he does this for a living. Twitch. He only plays one game. He streams at the same time every day. But like before his stream starts, he has nice animations. He's like he's like this Twitch is about to start. Everything's real professional, and he's a partner. 
and he actually has moderators and that's how big he is where like he there's like wow. two people that moderate his stuff right so he'll hold, hold like three to four hundred viewers a night which is which is pretty good right so he's partnered with twitch so i've been kind of going after his guys but that's where uh, you can make money but i seen uh, the biggest Twitch guy, I think this Aiden guy, I'm not really too familiar with him, but he's switching over to Kick. He just signed a $150 million contract for Kick. So Twi- Twi- Twitch, is, Twitch is like getting bad for, um, same with YouTube, with censorship. Yeah. And that's what I really, I have issues with censorship, man. I'm not ever trying to do anything to fucking break any walls down or anything like that. But uh, I noticed TikTok is, ha- did you notice TikTok is way better for censorship than it used to be? It is a lot better, man. It's like, so I'm much star- better. I, yeah, I've said a lot of shit on there where I was just like, ooh, are we getting banned right now? And then nothing happens. And I was like, okay, okay. Right? Just testing yeah. the waters a little bit. But I I'm, I had a 24-hour banana on uh, Facebook cut last week. And they suppressed was that with my... Hat? No. No, I'm surprised that didn't happen. He got me, but, he got me banned uh, on TikTok. Yeah, did he? Well, he had the fucking uh, Justin Trudeau blackface shirt on. <laughs> and then somebody started fucking, I think I was talking about Hitler or something. And I was just saying, like, there you go right there. Look at that. I have uh, that shirts, hats, and stickers with just inflation on them. Yeah, and we were just, like, making fun of, like, uh, we weren't even making, uh, well, I think we were talking about, like, it's crazy because, like, Hitler did, did a lot of terrible stuff, but he, like, he got it done. Like, him and his boys were just, like, kind of got some shit done, right? And it's terrible. We were just carrying it on. But I was banned instantly just for, uh, it was a week from live. But other than that, but I noticed the videos that I when, I when I started making them in, like, two two years ago, you couldn't say or do anything. But now, anything, I haven't had a video permanently blocked in probably maybe over a year. Like, anything I put up will come might come down. But it goes back up as soon as I appeal it. Yeah, and I think they're moving towards, like, if they don't like the video, they're just going to remove the sound, mm. right? They're mm. moving the sound's a big one. I've lost the sound on a couple videos, but that's about it. But uh, I, 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 uh, I got a little banana on Facebook there where they suppressed my, my, my reach. I was growing like crazy. I went from 2,000 to 13,000 like that in like two mm. weeks. And then right now I'm at 13.3 thousand or something like that. Like I'm just having a hard time growing for the next, I think there's 18 days left. So. And what do you mean 18 days left like in the ban or in like, is there, is there like windows to grow? Yeah. My account is restricted for the next 18 days. So I can gotcha. go live over there. I can post videos. I can. So what I was doing beforehand to grow on Facebook, I was posting it on Facebook. Then I was sharing it to all of Facebook groups. Right. And then people would be from there, they'd follow me or whatever. And then it got to the point where I didn't need to post in the Facebook groups. I would post it and boom, a million views, boom, uh, 40,000 views, 50,000 views on Facebook. And then now it's back to, oh, I got to post them in the groups again for a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. I don't care. I'm having fun. And it's a grind, man, because that's what I'm like. I know. Some people come to me and they're like, they're like, man, like my videos don't hit. And I'm like, how many did you put out? And they're like, three. I'm like, bro, I fucking, I, yeah. I remember I did videos for like four months, man. I, I think one of them might have hit like 2,000 views. Yep. Like when I first yep. started off, like, you know, you know, it's such a, there's, it's so, there's so many people, everyone, their dog does something bad. You know? So here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? And we talked about this on uh, my very first live stream with Gord from the 
from the uh, Second Act podcast. Okay. He was saying there was five people watching that, that live stream. And he's saying, he's like, wow, you know, you look at the number five, the number five is so small. But if five people were in front of you listening to what you were saying and, and, and hanging on what you were saying, five people's a lot. That's You've a lot attracted of people, bro. five people's attention. So you, you're on TikTok and you got 2,000 people looking at what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's quite a bit. Well, I was, in a, I was in a recovery meeting with a celebrity and I, I won't ever say who it was, but they talked about, they signed this movie deal and they were one of the highest paid actors in the world at the time, right? Wow. And then they talked about how it wasn't enough. He talks about then, like, you just addicted to more, wanted more, right? And that's something I always remember because I'm like, you might fucking do something and you get 10 views and you're like, so stoked. And then a year later, 10 views, you're like, oh, this is doing bad. But there was a time where you were so happy you would get that, those numbers, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and it's not and all I'm about back numbers. there. And oh, I'm yeah? back at that. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if my video gets, gets 10 views, maybe I'm a little disappointed, mm. but 10, 10 people watched it. And it, it's probably the 10 people that needed to see it, right? It reached your community. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is a lot of times when I do videos, like obviously I want them to do good. I want to get a couple yeah. of views, a couple of likes, right? That's why I put that shit out there. And But it's also like, uh, it's definitely therapeutic because I'll have fucking something stewing in my head where I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I gotta fucking get this, put this out to the internet, bro. You know, yep. it's people are yep. it, it's it's funny because people are like, "What do your parents think?" And I'm like, they know who I am, but you know what I mean. Like, it's not like my it's mom, and my dad. They don't fucking not know who I am, so they know. You know, I, I come home, my mom would be like, "Where are you?" And I'd be like, "Oh, that's so and so houses." She was like, "Oh, you have fun with that one, did you?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." You know, and my old man is like basically my twin. He's shady. I don't want I've to... seen your dad. I've seen yeah. your dad. If it's in the cat, it's in the cat. Exactly, right? So so yeah. my own, I've had a lot of good times with him too, right? But I just, I don't know, I put it all out there and I uh, I definitely look and I'd like to try to go to the next level if that's such a thing, whether that, I think it's either going to be streaming or more steady on the podcast or something, but it's super nice yeah. to, to see you doing this, right? And the other thing too is, is I, when I first started doing a podcast or something, I thought it had to be all shiny and you needed a good background and I tried to make it look like no. that. This is all you need. We're not professional, right? No. Not yet. Eventually, maybe. Maybe I'll yep. get one of those fancy mics and shit like that. But you know what? If people want to listen to it, they're here. They're listening to it because they they want to know what we're saying. They don't they don't care how um, prim and proper it is, right? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, we're, we're just two dudes. You know, I work in the oil patch, and I'm gone from home for a couple mo- or a couple weeks now at a time. And you're Dougie Snakes. You know what I mean? Like... Like, do we, are we supposed to sound beautiful and pretty and, and have like a sweet ass background and you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, man. And every, everything over time too. And it's, uh, ha- right. ha- ha- how, how many weeks are you in camp for at a time? Uh, well that changes. Uh, my last hitch was just over four weeks. Uh, this one will be three weeks. Uh, last year and the year before I was doing six months at a time. Yeah, That's, I'm not that, doing that, that shit no more, man. How? Uh, what camp you at? Uh, we have our own camp. There's no name. We call it Camp Kenya. It's just it's, okay. That, there's that not not good. <laughs> you ever at CNRL or anything? Uh, I've never. What, what camp? It, it, it's literally it's like Horizon CNRL. 
No, never been to Horizon. I've, I've been on site at Horizon for a couple hours, but like I, I've heard the stories about Chelsea and Richardson. Yeah, that, well, well, I used to, it, it used to be so crazy because they had a bar there. It was like the last camp that had a bar. So you were allowed yeah. to have liquor, liquor in your room, man, and that place would be like a fucking party. I'd want to shoot myself every morning going to work. I'd have a couple months where I'd be on the straight and narrow, man, but I never like it was, it would be fucking bad. And I, uh, that's where I was doing fentanyl for years and I didn't know I was doing it. I was doing, I was buying, um, Oxy 80s and I was, uh, they were a, a real Oxy 80 is green. And then when you crush it up, it breaks through white in the middle. These were just breaking through all green. So I knew they were fake oxys, but I didn't know what was fake in them. I just I was, didn't care, right? And then I found out, like, that's what they are. They were fucking fentanyl pills. And I was selling these the whole time I was in camp. Like, <laughs> scaffolders and laborers, right? So anywhere, I, that, that's what I used to do. I used to take a ton to camp with me. And, and I, every time I get there, I'd sell them. And then I was just like, fuck, I don't know those guys are dead. You know what I mean? And I did see everybody coming back, but I was, I was just like, for years, I didn't. I had no idea that, that that's what I was doing, right? But you get lucky and the thing is, too, I find, like, camps like that really can support, like, a crazy lifestyle. Because, I mean, there's no, like, criminal background check. You can kind of yeah. do whatever you, you, you want. But I do, uh, I'm not saying, I was never in an office setting, so I can't say that I wouldn't like an office setting either. Maybe that is nice. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can find a good uh, good dealer in an office setting. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Or, you know, you got a little lady or have some, like, you know, tr try to get laid at a water cooler or something like that. You but know, them water cooler guys? Before we go any further, you're not glorifying that that lifestyle, right? You're 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 talking about your experience with it, but it wasn't a good one, right? It was. Well, it was well here's the thing. The it was, I man, it, I listen. I'm not glorifying it, but I had some of the best times of my life in addiction. But sobriety is a million times better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I had like it, like it literally would be like like you and your body is like doing rails at work and kind of doing some fun stuff. That'd be good. But then, like, you don't talk about, like, when you're laying in your camper at, like, 3 in the morning by yourself, like, being like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know what I mean? So there would be a lot of loneliness oh, wow. and, like, d d depressing stuff. But in my early 20s, man, it was all fun. I was all – I loved every fucking minute of it. And, you know, there might be, like, a couple of down phases or, you know, you have a breakup or your family's mad at you or something like that. But for the most part, it's just – we all call it the Wild West. We loved it out there, right? I was in uh, Shell Albion. Shell Albion had a bar in it, but you it only uh, two drink limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think CNRL had that, but no one ever listened to it. <clears throat> oh yeah, well the the waitresses or the bartenders or whatever two drink limit. You got to know them. You spend time with them. I'm mm. sure they'd give you more. I don't know because I'm the exact opposite of you, right? I've lived that sober lifestyle my entire life, right? Mm. Like, I think I've been drunk like twice. Um, oh, you know, oh, really? I, eh? I don't really drink. I'm a I'm a liqueur kind of guy. I'll have a, a, a cap full of Di Sirono with a mm -hmm. with the rest of the cup full of pop, and that just that makes me feel pretty good for a night, right? And then uh, I had my first edible uh, in August with my wife. How many milligrams? Oh, so we split it in half. It was probably two point five each. It that, that's enough. Up. Yeah, man. That's yeah. like people are taking like a hundred milligram stuff, and I'm like, I would smoke it weed every us day. Up. Oh fucking rights, man! Edibles—they yep. hit you. They hit you different. You when you digest them, it does something weird. I can't remember what it is, but it's different than smoking it. Yeah. But when edibles came around, there'd be like—I always think like I'd have an edible that let's say be five milligrams, and I'm like, man, it must all drain to this one side of the tray because this shit is way more than five milligrams, right? Because I've been in a yeah. couple situations where I'm like, it was too wrecked in edibles. It can be scary. 
So we we took the two point five. My wife has really bad anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And so when she took it, she's like, for the first time in my life, my brain shut off, right? And she she didn't have a single thought. We ordered Chinese food. I don't remember it coming or eating it. Uh, my head was really heavy, and we giggled for a long time. And then I had the best sleep I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, that's just like horse tranquilizer, right? It'll fucking knock you. <laughs> it's it's good and you had that like planned out right um no so <laughs> no we were in a hotel in edson and i got back from work because she was she was coming to see me on the road right mm-hmm. and she spent most of the last summer with me like the whole summer it was it was kind of nice um i got back from work it was like eight thirty, and i just finished eating and she's like you ever wanted to try an edible and i'm like every day but i wanted to do it with you for like every day mm. for the last 17 years i wanted to try it but with you she's like you should go get one so we were looking at the stores and what was around and value buds i'm like i'll go get it <clears throat> so i went into value buds and she must have thought i was an undercover cop because i had no idea what i was doing there yeah, yeah i had no idea what i was looking for i asked her i told her this is what i wanted but the kind of feelings i wanted yada 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 She's like, you want this, right? And then, you know, I went back uh, when I went back home. I went back to another one, and I walked in, and I was looking at infused drinks, and Buddy's like, stay away from the top three shelves. If this is your first time, top three shelves are off Top turnbuckle's no good. No, no. And uh, I, I didn't get any drinks, but I got some chocolates, and uh, that's that's where we're at. So, yeah. That's good, man. So, so 17 years you've been with your old lady. Yeah, 17 years married for 10, yeah. And how many kids you got? Two. Working on a third. That's so, like... I can't make it past two years, man. I've never made it past two years in a relationship, and but I, I don't know if I... It's, like, not, not finding the one or nothing, and it, it used to bother me when I was younger because I'm like, I can't hold in a relationship. This shit is fucking haunting me. You know what I mean? Dude, they, they would get, the like... Other... They, They'd get wise yeah. to my shit. After about a year, they'd be like, this guy's, I can't put up with him, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Is the other, the, the the multiple ones that you have on the go, do they know about each other? No, no well, like, like one's like a stripper, and, like, I don't know who, who she sees or if she's doing anything else. And then the other two, like, they, I might only see them, like, maybe once a month. And then I just had, like, the, 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 this stripper that I see, she just sleeps over, like, three or four nights a week. Right, okay. but they don't like ever ask any questions or, or nothing. Like, they might be like, "Who's razors in the shower?" or something like that. But it's all like, uh, I just like try to. Uh, I don't want to like. Whenever I, I th- this happens or anything, I just like make it very clear that like, listen, I don't care if you come over, we can do whatever you want or go out to eat and all that. But I'm just like, I'm not looking for like a relationship. But I don't care if you want to come over here a couple times a week, and I'm not gonna like kick you out, right? And th- th- I find I need affection more than anything now. Like, it's not even all about sex for me or nothing. I just like to have like a little company on a Saturday night to watch some Netflix, yeah. eat some food, right? That- that's where I have it now. Or I need some human connection like that. You know what I mean? But I, I can't have it around too much. Like, I- I've never lived with a girl in my life, or I don't think I can live with another guy either, because all I did was live with dudes in- when I was in the army, and then in camps, and then in fucking rehab. So I was just like, I remember I was in rehab. I was just like, this is this. I'm going to get my own place when I get out of here. So I've only been on my own for about 14 months, 15 months now. But I do. I love it. 
You just got out of rehab not long ago. Well, well, I, I so I've been sober over three years, but I did eighteen months in, in in rehab total, right? So I've only been like out of the rehab uh, umbrella, I guess, or maybe sixteen months now, or whatever, whatever the math is. You know what I mean? So it's been yeah. nice. Uh, before we go any further, do you want to plug your socials uh, where people can find you? Yeah, you can just find me on Instagram at uh, just Dougie Snakes, all one word. Uh, my Twitch is also. Dougie Snakes. I'll work twitch.tv slash Dougie Snakes. And my TikTok is Douglas underscore Snakes. Uh, yeah. I always feel weird plugging my stuff or promote myself. I don't know why. I feel... Oh, that's, that's why with stand-up comedy... That's why you're doing this, right? When, when I, uh, you know, I've, I, I do a bit of stand-up comedy. I have trouble telling the same jokes twice, but that's half the game is like you're literally going to open mics to find out what works and what doesn't work. And I like have trouble going up there doing the same set over and over again. I've never, I've never told the same joke twice. Which is hard, really? man. Yeah, but, but but I don't have like thirty minutes worth of material either, right? I'll just have like put together five minutes, and it's I, I don't know, and I got to get used to it, right? You know, if there's something about it, I'm like, I don't want to go up and say the same shit I just did. But that's literally what you go do. You gotta you gotta get you gotta connect with Hack and mm. go to go to Edmonton, uh, and I think we were talking about it's called First Blood, mm. and when he's doing his shows you know first blood comes out and gets the audience ready right they mm-hmm. the first blood always sucks but like you know well i, th- I think I, I might be doing that in vancouver that'd be cool because he's coming to vancouver so he asked me he said do you want to come on the show so i don't there know if you he go. Still, i don't know if he still has plans for right and i'll be like nervous already right it's uh it's so stand-up comedy it's so interesting because it's like if you're in a band and you're a bass player and you play a wrong note, the whole band's with you, they got you. But for stand-up, it's like you're you're all the focus. And the other thing is when you're doing open mics, usually the only people that are there are 20 other comedians. So they don't laugh at a fucking thing, bro. So you're literally there like in front of other comedians. They don't find anything funny because they're also like, like they're sick people. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the thing where like, I'm not saying there won't be a giggle or all that, but they're like just like in their own little world of waiting to go on stage. So it's a very like weird thing. You know, they're preparing like B rabbit on like B rabbit in the bathroom. Right? They're just like they're back they're, to gay M and M. Yeah, the gay M and M, man. Full circle, right? <laughs> Full circle, buddy. Um, uh, so that's that's what I was gonna tell you. Actually, uh, Hack and I were talking about like I wanted to do an episode with just Hack, and then I wanted to do an episode with just you, and then I wanted to have an episode with all three of us, right? Mm-hmm. And just have like just this fucking chaotic mess of a podcast episode right that i'll probably have to put explicit on so yeah 100 percent. it'd be good to um if you want to i can like it'd be good to get some live confessions or something not like even on the podcast but get some people to write in or do something yes and then but don't look at it beforehand we could go live with it on youtube and mm. and people we can have the comment section and twitch and we could have the comment section you know have confessions Mm. something like that i find we'll, that hilarious we'll, we'll talk too. about it we'll talk that's about right. it man it's that's like, right we have all the time in the world you know what i mean um you know i'm i'm not into the podcast for numbers i'm not in it for the numbers game it, if the numbers are there which which they are they're really good but i'm not i'm not here for the numbers i'm here for the conversation and the connection and and just peeling back the layers and getting to know the other person right mm. Mm. yeah having a good having a good chat yeah that's fucking it's sick, man. It seems to be working. I uh, I need to put a little more effort into mine. I just, 
to edit everything and to record it and all that it's just it's good because i would have like uh i like doing mine like if i have like uh maybe somebody that was in addiction or escorts but when i reached out to other people it does line up but i was trying to get everybody to come to my place to do it and then i, I had a stranger over one time and it was, it was she was a working girl i didn't really know her and then i'm like i'm like i'm gonna end up getting robbed is what's gonna happen <laughs> Cause I was literally on Craigslist. I'd be like, I'd be like looking for podcast guests. Like if we were ever in prison or whatever, you know what I mean? Putting shit in a Craigslist ad, like getting lots of interesting responses. But then I was thinking, I'm like, I either got to have like security here or somebody's going to rob me at some point, you know, you, you know, it's, it's going to go bad if I'm inviting all these. Oh yeah. It, they're not getting invited to a studio. They're coming to my one bedroom apartment for fuck's sake. <laughs> in, in, in Burnaby. Right. So I wised up a little bit. Man, that would make for a good story, though. You know what I mean? Like, I got robbed this one time. Shout out to uh, random people. Coming yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Prison Mike. But that, that, that's the thing, right, where I'm just like, it's good, man. And there's so, there's so much stuff out there. So I was happy that you asked me to come on. Oh, dude, I I love your stories. And I, and I, and I think, you know, there's a lot more to you than that. I think you're pretty smart. You know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm just, and I like being funny, bro. Yeah, and I love that. And and I couldn't believe I didn't even know who you were when you popped into my live. To be honest with you, I had no idea who you were that day, uh, but everyone else knew you, right? And you knew me, so I was like, okay, cool. So then I followed you back, and then and then I started watching your shit, seeing it everywhere. My coworkers know who you are, so like, oh yeah, Dougie, you know, fucking <laughs> watch the shit. And then I was like, okay, all right. And then so you know. I, I watched, I listened, and, you know, I stitched a couple of them, you know, the, you know, some of the ones that I can relate to, like jerking off in the bathroom at the port, in the porta potty. Nothing better. And, jerking off at work is the best. better, part. man. Dude, I was literally like walking around and it'd been a few days or a couple of weeks. I don't remember. And, you know, it was starting to hurt and it got to the point where like they were hitting the side of my leg and it hurt. So I look over and lo and behold, there's a porta potty and I'm like, should I? Right? Should I? And then it's just like, fuck it. I go in there and at first it was weird and cramped. And then I just, I, I got in the mood. I, I, you know, I put my legs got in the zone the door and got in the zone. You know what I mean? And, you know, I wish I had AirPods back then. I could have put on some good music and, you know, and maybe a podcast, a Dungeon yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast to listen to. And there you go. And then I did it. And then, man, I was not expecting the size of the load that came out. In it's the it's crazy. It's crazy when you, have, when you have a workload like an actual physical workload i yeah some of the best orgasms orgasms i've ever had in my entire life were literally in a i swear to god i had one and it was like early november this year or 2022 sorry and uh i'm my legs are shaking and everything right and i'm just like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like because i think there's a part of like i'm not supposed to be doing this it's got to be yep. quick i'm on the clock i'm getting paid so there's some danger elements in there with this load you're trying to get out right but i remember when i did it and i was just like that felt so fucking good like if everyone was like that i wish they were because a lot of the times i'm just like i'm gonna get this done so i can think straight go about my day right but i don't know the work when i remember it was just like i, I was like i gotta watch i gotta be careful here because this can turn into something that i'll start abusing you know what i mean yeah so I'm, I'm not trying to do it all the time right but i'm just like like i said there's a time and a place where i'm just like there is no questions. I need to go jack off. So if you're living in a high rise in Vancouver area, <laughs> might, have, might have jacked off when I was building your bathroom. <laughs> so, 
sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That there's no dead bodies behind the wall, but there is some mold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm always pretty good to clean up. Well, you know, I'm a gentleman like that, right? That's good. That's good. I'm 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 glad you uh, you at least think of others. You know, <laughs> trying to be less selfish these days. Easier said <laughs> than done. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. What what's your favorite story? What, what's that like the your most your the favorite? You got a favorite? You have to have a favorite one that you've told. That you know, you just you're sitting there thinking about, it and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened to me, but like I have to share it, and it's gold. One of my f- favorite stories, and I'm sorry, I'm talking so much about drugs and sex. This is, but this is just it's territory. It's right? who you are, man. Yeah, 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 right. But I remember, um, I worked. I can't. I. I left this girl that I never should have left, right? I kind of do have regrets for it, but I thought grass would be green on the pasture. So I got this job and they were giving me a flight allowance to Cape Breton, but I wasn't taking the money. So they would give me $1,500 just for flights, let alone what I was making every two weeks. So I would go somewhere different every two weeks. I I went to LA a couple of times. I went to Chicago. And then one time I didn't know where, like I literally go to the airport, figure out I was going to go. And then I, um, I went to Edmonton one time, but before I went, I got these, they're called red coffins. They're morphine 100. They're a big red pill like this, right? And I I would take drugs on every airplane I ever went on in my life. Like, not, uh, if I was going across the border, I never risked around. But anytime I got on a, like, you only need one security check-in. If you don't, I would never go out to smoke. Because once you're checked in security at a small airport, you're che- you never have to leave again. You never get re-security checked. So if you get into a small airport in Sydney, Nova Scotia, and you fly to fucking Vancouver, you never have to go through security again. So you, that's what I used to do, right? So anyway, I, I took all these fucking morphines into the Fort Mac airport. And I didn't know where I was going to go. So I just ended up flying to Edmonton. And I, I never really did a whole lot of these. So I said, fuck it. I got some time. I started drinking out of Chili's there in, in Fort Mac airport. And then I went in the bathroom and I started railing these, these fucking morphines, right? And I remember feeling like really good. And the flight from Fort Mac to Evans is not that long. And um, 40 minutes. I don't remember getting on the plane. And I've never been kicked out of an airplane or anything like this before. Anyway, when I woke up, the entire plane had already left. And I was laying across, like I was in the middle seat, but I was like hunched over like this. And I had the seatbelt wrapped around my waist. And there were three flight attendants that were shaking me. And they were like, Sir, do you need an ambulance? And I was just like, Ambulance? Like, what are you talking about? Right. And this is the, what, what I remember from that. I grabbed all my stuff, grabbed my overhead. I went down to get my luggage. And uh, when I was down there waiting, they called my name over the PA. I left my phone. I left my passport. I left all my headphones inside the seat, right? And this is just, I've only been off work for like six, seven hours. So I got all this stuff. And I, and I just remember getting the cab to my buddy's address. And my buddy didn't tell his woman that I was coming. So I don't remember any of this. So this is what she tells me. She says that some little guy with an accent just showed up at the door. They said, I just busted in the door. And I said, where's the pills? I had no idea what I was talking about. I went into his room and he had some heroin there. And, he, <laughs> and, I, and she, I guess she was like, who are you? And I said, who am I? Who the fuck are you? And I'm usually never like that, right? I don't remember any of this. And then I literally, I started doing it. Uh, apparently, I, did, I just did some heroin. I went to bed. And when I woke up, all my best buddies, they were like, Dude, you were fucking screaming at my woman. You were right out of her. I don't remember any of this, right? Now, and, and I was so apologetic, but this was—I I was in a pretty bad phase. And then I already had some content out on YouTube. I used to, my brother went to film school, so a couple of his buddies I wanted to meet me that week. And anytime they came and, and they and they see me, 
I was in my underwear pass out on fucking heroin. So this is like a very sad story, but it's one of my favorites because I'm always just like, imagine if you want to meet somebody and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be funny. I'm going to meet him. They had a full house party on this. They had a full house party and there's videos of me. I'm literally just on a couch, like wrapped in blankets, just like not present. <laughs> right. And it might be sad for looking out, but I like think back and I'm like, I apologize to the girl. Like we made up, I made up my amends to her. Sorry. And I didn't cause any physical damage or harm to her. I wasn't even like screaming her that much. I just was like, who the fuck are you? But that whole time, I, I just remember being like, every week I would go somewhere different. And I, that's, I went to Nicaragua one week. So this whole job was one of my favorite stories. Because when I was down in Nicaragua, it was like the same same thing where like, I would just get into like, kind of funny trouble. Like I, uh, that whole week when I was just like doing heroin, people come over seeing me like, it, it is bad. I was damaged myself. It was funny. And then like, in Nicaragua, there's no prescriptions. You just go to a pharmacy. If you got money, you get whatever you want. Wow. And I bought I, I bought all these Valium, and this will be the I'll, I'll tie this up. This, this is all part of the same job within three months. Down in Nicaragua, I was in a, ho- a hostel hotel room with uh, there's two German girls I was sharing this room with, and they were super chill, super cool. And I uh, we started partying one night, and there's like a main shared area. We were down there, and I was like kind of hitting off with this one German girl. I was like, oh shit, this might go somewhere. We ended up dancing, and then I, I went I went to track some cocaine down, and I ended up running into her anyway. Don't remember nothing, and I wake up in my camp room, and there's a there's a Nicaraguan guy. He's sweeping the floor, and he's laughing at me, shaking his head. He's like, "You're crazy, crazy white boy." And I was just like, "I was like, what?" He's like, "You're crazy, man." They weren't in the room anymore. None of their stuff was in the room. All of it, right? And I was just like, "What the fuck?" I was on the, there was two bunk beds. I was on the top of one. I go down and I look at the shared living room, and they're in the kitchen, and like forty people are staring up at me, and I'm like, I'm like, uh oh, right. I go talk to one of these German girls and I'm like, what the fuck's everyone staring at? She's like, do you know what you did to us last night? And I was like, no. Apparently I came in the room and I pissed all over them when they were sleeping. So they were in the bottom (laughs) bunk beds. I pissed all over them and I pissed all over their luggage. And I, uh, and usually I'm never like this. I know I've been saying this a lot, but this was like, this is a real bad couple months for me. (laughs) And I was down there, my cell phone wasn't working and I didn't have a credit card. Like, so I, I, I remember my ATM only worked at one place. I was a mess down there. I didn't have any cell phone service. And, uh, and I pissed all over their luggage. You want to talk about anxiety. Nobody speaks fucking English down there. I can't get any money out anywhere. And I can't use my cell phone. And I got this whole hostel being like, oh, yeah, there's that weird Canadian guy that pissed all over them German girls. So I like literally, I, I told these girls, I was like, I'll pay for all your dry clean and clean your luggage. They're like, okay, that's fine. I literally found a cab that spoke English. I got him driving me right to the airport. I got the fuck out of Nicaragua. <laughs> Never went back. So that, that, that'd that be like, it's like a, one of my favorite stories, that German girl, even though it is bad and I pissed on these girls. I'm not trying to glorify it. I just, I still think it's funny. Getting pissed on is not funny and all that, but I'm just like, that whole experience to me, I was just like, I, I wasn't talking to my parents at the time. And I remember that they, they thought I was dead. Cause I heard I went down there and no one could get a hold of me. Yeah. And they, but that's the one time my mom reached out to me and she was just like, she's like, are you fucking alive? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I heard you're in Central America. I'm like, I'm back now. And then, I, <laughs> and then, and, and then literally when I went back, I went to Fort Mac airport that day and I, I, I Fort, the mall of Fort Mac, I shit myself in the mall that day. Cause oh. I was, cause I was, I was drinking the water down there and, and it was bad for you. So it was real, real. When I was at scene around that time, I was working for Rice Lake. There was like a couple months there. It was real bad. <laughs> so that that whole thing sorry about that big rant but that was uh no was that's awesome of, man yeah kind of dude don't don't ever say sorry man like you said yeah, yeah. a couple times this this is you man and you know yeah. uh, this is why i wanted you on you you have good stories i mean you you're a pretty good uh cautionary tale you know what i mean like mm. you know if you want to have fun the what is but you know yeah. 
what if you decide to go down that road, right? Um, you said you were a scaffolder, right? No, pie fitter. You you did scaffolding before, though, right? You, you, no, I I think I said I was selling pills of them. Oh, okay. That's yeah. funny because uh, my wife asked me if I was interested in scaffolding once. And I'm like, nah, I don't have a neck tattoo or a pre-existing drug addiction, so yeah. I, I, it won't work out, right? And anytime they have a neck tattoo, I'm like, I'm like, oh, is that your daughter? They're like, oh, it's my stepdaughter. I'm like, how long have you been with your lady? They're probably like two months. They won't have like their own kid tattoo. They'll have like, a stepdaughter's neck tattoo. That's what I always say. They're like, are you a scaffolder? I'm like, no, my tattoos are too nice. <laughs> Got too much money in them. When was what's the la what's the latest tattoo? What's the newest like, one? I got my whole back done. Yeah, what's on the back? Show us, show us your back. Let's let's go. I I won't be able to fit it in camera. Let me see if I can get a picture up. One second, I'll put it oh, to okay. the. Because it's uh, when it's did, like my whole. When did... Go ahead. I was home for I was home for Christmas and I got my back outline. Hands down, most painful tattoo I ever got in my entire life. Way worse than my throat. Way worse. I I could not believe it. You know what? I don't even got a picture on here. Whatever. I'll Before... see it another time. Don't you worry about yeah. it. But it's a it's a bondage girl. It's a girl tied up, and. uh when I went in there, I went in there, this was just two months ago in December, and my best friend tattoos me in Nova Scotia. You, anytime I go home, I get tattooed, right? My buddy has a shop there. And I was like, this is going to be a cakewalk. I got all my chest and arms done and my throat, my head. I got my leg done. When he started going on my back, I, I just thought, like, your back's pretty tough. It was excruciating the entire time. I could not believe how bad it was. I don't have a single tattoo, so I don't know. I that's want a new one. tattoo, eh? The new tattoo is not having any tattoos. Is it? Yeah, that's what I, I truly think. Like, like, like I have buddies that don't have any work on them. I don't regret any of this. I get my entire. I'm getting literally my entire body done, right? But I always think like, good for you, that never had any tattoos. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, so many people get like. Even my mom has tattoos, right? I want one. I want a tree on my arm, mm -hmm. uh, like it, it'd be represent my family tree, and in the roots, it spell my last name. And then, like, the, the branches would have my kids' names, my wife's name, you know, and then there'd be, like, a knot in the trunk with a heart looked like it was etched in there. And it'd be my, my, mine and my wife's initials. Because, That's good. Listen, That's some real white boy it, shit, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Because, like, <laughs> listen, this, this is some forever shit, right? Like, That's my right. wife and I, like, like, you know, I, the only way out of this relationship for either of us is in a box. So, like, she ain't getting out. Like I said, man, I, 17 years is, you don't hear that too often. No, especially nowadays. And you know, fucking like, rights. You don't hear that at all, man. It's, it's been, she, she's the one, you know, when, when, when you got a free agent, you lock her down, right? Yeah. The, it's like the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. They locked Patrick Mahomes down to that half a billion dollar contract a couple of years ago. That's why, you know, when you got something good, you lock her down. Does she work? Uh, she hasn't in five years. She's a stay-at-home mom right now. I have two that, babies, that's, right? So that's so yeah, awesome she, that you can you can you can do that, bro. That you don't have to. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people on on my socials are like. Oh, look at this guy working his life away. Yada yada yada. It'd be nice to go home. I bet. And and your wife's cheating on you. Yada yada. All the time. Stupid comments like that. And it's like, hey man, where else can you make a hundred grand a year? work half the month take half the year off, or half the year off sorry you can take half the year off and we could have i have a whole family i have a wife and two kids and one income and we make it work mm -hmm. right we're not just we're not just getting by we're not just surviving mm -hmm. you know what i mean so 
you know, the industry that I work in, that you've worked in, um, you know, it's it's been good for us. A hundred percent, man. And, and that, that's the thing, too, where, like, the comments, I usually don't respond to anything good or bad. I'll, if somebody ever needs help with addiction or something like that, I, I answer them messages privately to them. Or I'll have a, I usually get a, a phone call with a parent. You, parents always call me, right, to, to try to ask me advice on their kid or anything like that. But usually I keep my comments neutral because there's – um. There can be a lot of hate out there or, or a lot of that. But I don't ever – sometimes I'm like, I hardly receive any hate at all. I'm surprised. I know. I've noticed that. Uh, I was going to bring that up, actually. Um, you know, I've noticed that you don't really comment back. And I'm like, man, your videos would get a lot more traction and views if you did, right? But mm. your, your videos do very well without you commenting back, mm. for one. And uh, <clears throat> for, for two, man, yeah, I've never seen really any hateful comments. There's no no one out there that's really being like – fuck look at this drug addict piece of shit right mm. they're usually like they're like you're the man dougie i love you thank you for sharing your story or this is hilarious yada 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 i only ever see the love comments right so that's good i don't get too many hate comments either i uh mm. I, I i get a couple and i know who they're from so i just kind of yeah yeah that's right so i couldn't believe so when i was home on the east coast i'm fairly well known anytime i go out i usually get stopped in person right but when I went to Halifax, every second or third person would stop me. It, it That kind of like took me back. I could not. I'm talking about like people in their fucking 60s to like, you know, people that are out at the bars. It really tripped me out. So we filmed this interview thing where I was just asking a couple of, it's not out yet, but I did like, uh, I did an hour of street inter interviews and I did a really nice camera. I have a manager and he, he set this all up for me. And, uh, we did it, and I could not. There was like car stopping, getting out and taking photos, and like anywhere, and ha people in my hotel, right, even in the elevator, I could not. Fucking cops knew me, and I was just like, "This is so fucking wild, right?" And not that I don't like it or anything like that, but I was like, "It's nowhere near like in Vancouver. Maybe once a week, somebody might see something." But when I was on the east coast of Canada, it's crazy how far the videos go, man. Like I literally, it kind of. I kind of like switch a thing on where I'm like, I'm like, I kind of want to make this a career and try to really do something with this and keep, keep it going. And to see all that was, it was very interesting. It wasn't overwhelming or anything like that, but I, I just felt like blessed, man. I was like, I was like, I was like, this is super yeah. cool to put yourself out there, to have a laugh, to make other people laugh, bring some joy in your life. And then to be so well received. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So it, it felt that uh, it was, it was, it was super interesting. Right. And I, uh, and it, it is weird though, because like like so, I will go to a bar just for like ramen Halifax. I want to see live music, just I'm not stuck in my hotel room all the time. But I don't drink. But so many people were like, "Do you want a water? Do you want a coffee?" It's like they're aware. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe they're so fucking aware of this, right? How polite they are, right? Yeah, I'm man. not saying some people yeah. don't ask like, "Hey, do you want a drink?" But for like almost anybody's like, "Hey, do you want a bottle of water? Do you want something?" I'm just like, I'm like, wow, it's so. Uh, it's so interesting. People are so considerate, right? And, and and I find you see a lot of the world, it's like a pile of negative fucks in certain areas or on certain news programs or something like that. But like for what I've seen out there, it's just so so positive and so loving, right? So I just yep. hope it I hope it continues that way. Well, dude, I I've, I've been recognized by a couple police a couple of times. I got pulled over <laughs> in Fox once. I got pulled over in Fox once, man. And and when he pulled me over, he's like, You know how fast you were going? And I was just like, Man, I'm sorry. He's like He's like, honestly, man, he's like, slow down. And he's like, Dick, have a great day, buddy. I love the videos. I'm like, no way. Oh, fuck. And then and then we were coming back from Fort Mac, me and Drew. I don't know if you follow Drew. Drew's a big fan of yours, but uh, he's from Newfoundland. 
And uh, we were coming back from Fort Mac in the back truck, and the back truck broke down, right? And so we're sitting there on the side of the road waiting for our help to arrive, and the DOT pulls in behind us, right? And Drew's sweating bullets because he's, like, fucking four months behind on his logbook, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and he's like, go put the put the cones out. So I ran, I put out the cones and the DOT guy is walking up and I'm like, how's it going today, sir? And he's like, not bad. How's Mr. Frost? And I'm like, fuck. Oh man. yeah. I was fairly new. Like this was two years ago. Right. So I was fairly, it was still fairly new. I had like six, 7,000 followers at the time. And, yeah. and I'm like, man, that's cool. I asked him if you wanted to make a video. He's like, I can't, I wish I, I would love. To, he's working. He's working. Right. But, but he didn't bother us the whole time. He sat behind us, made sure we were safe, didn't come to the truck, didn't do nothing. I made a video about it. I actually, there, there's a video that did fairly well, actually. And uh, yeah, you man, show respect, you get respect. Exactly. You know what? But I made a video about respecting the thin blue line like a few days prior to that, right? Um, you know, how I, I did a video about how, you know, um, it's it, it was the end of the month and, you know, the cops were out getting their quotas, yeah. right? And I'm like, can you imagine if any other like uh, uh, first responder uh, services did that? Like ambulances, ambulances just going and injecting needles into people yeah. just so they can save them. Fire departments going and setting shit on fire so they can yeah. Do that. yeah. Then you got the cops. Hey man, I'm gonna go and pull you over. But I'm like, but they do have a job to do, and we gotta respect that thin blue line, right? And then I made it at the gas station in Fox Creek and. Yeah, it, it it went over pretty decent, you know. So that that was good. Well, it's, you, I think there I think there was a fire department in Nova Scotia. That's they were in like a rural area. One of the like somebody high up got caught who's burning down houses to keep them open. Yeah, I'm pretty they sure did that, that in Alberta too. Well, maybe that's where, but it was something where I seen where like I think they were in like a rural area, so like they weren't getting funding or something like that. But buddy's going around burning her down. Yeah, That'd be pretty. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. since a serious charge too, man. Oh yeah, well yeah, I I wouldn't know, but like I've heard, yeah. <laughs> I, I I live life on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, house uh, fires are a big thing where I'm from. House fires is like a business. <laughs> I'm mean, dead, dead serious. That's like an actual like trade back home. Where like our my, my insurance in my hometown is higher than other surrounding towns because so many things get burned down. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big That's thing. Crazy. Yeah, like anytime, like it, yeah, like for insur- to collect insurance on it, right? Wow. So you'll always see like before you're gonna see a fire, you'll always see like like a couple TVs getting like taken out, like like because people want to claim stuff on insurance, but they'll still take like maybe like a nice pool table out or or something like that of that matter before it gets burnt down. But it happens like all the fucking time, and they never get to it in time. It's hilarious. Jesus. Yeah. So insurance <laughs> in my town is like is higher than other towns in the surrounding areas. Wow, that's insane, man. Jesus, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's just like people are like, oh, I'll open a business. If it's not good, I'll just burn it down. Have you uh, have you ever been to prison? You know what? I I was – I got charged in high school for – Okay. Okay. One was in – in one day, I had to go to the – I got charged with assault, and then I got um, – they tried to charge me with a uh, a smoke bomb went off on our school and filled the entire school and had an entire school evacuated. But – we won't we won't get into that, but that's the only I had to go. Um, some kids we were this day that the whole smoke bomb went off in the school. I'm talking cleared the entire fucking school out. It was bad. I couldn't believe how big it was, and uh, we all had to go. We got lunch early. 
on our way home from lunch, there was uh, these these kids were probably in grade seven or eight. And we were running grade eleven or twelve at the time, and they threw snowballs at my buddy's cars. Well, me and all my all my boys are fucking were jocks and psychos, right? So we got out, caught the kids, threw them in the snow, literally gave them a snow job. That was it. They bombed your car. They hit the windows. We got out. We caught you. That's how that shit works, right? I get to fucking. We go back to school, and uh, I hear my na- name over the PA, and I get called into the office, and then I get in school suspension for three years. Or for three days, sorry, and then oh, I had me, three years. yeah, 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 no three, and and then I had to go to the police station, and that's what they did. I but I, but I, that's when I just joined the reserve. So I remember I went away for the weekend, and I'm coming home Sunday night, and I just slept in the woods for two days. I was so tired, I had all my army gear on, and I cut out the steps on my old man, just like don't take them fucking boots off, ba. You got to go down to the fucking police station where that bomb you set off and that assault charge, and they didn't know about none of this. So I was just like, oh my fuck, I went down there and. uh it went to restorative justice. They had no evidence for the smoke bomb thing. And then for the assault charge, it was like the parents that made the kids kind of, once you open something up and it, it kind of, it got bad for a minute. Cause in, in, in the paper in our hometown, it was like three 17 year old charged with assault and they knew it was me. So, right. But that's the thing. Like people were like, Oh, that fucking, that Dougie kid's bad apple and all that stuff. And my other two buddies. But when it went to court, the judge literally like he read it. He's like, why are we even here? And my mom starts laughing. He's just like, these kids were throwing snowballs at cars and got what coming to them. So that was no charges. Even though I was charged with assault, like nothing stuck. That was the only time I was ever, um, like, so handcuffs weren't even placed on me. I, I didn't even go to, like, lock up for a night. I, I was never caught with drugs or alcohol one time in my entire life. I never. That's insane. Yeah. And, and I, um, I don't want to say that I was, like, smart, but I was always, like, uh, like, if I was driving anywhere. I would make sure that nobody was drinking or had open drugs. Or if I was like going anywhere, like if girls want to be stupid or like take liquor with them open, I'd be like in the trunk, in the trunk. And I never, <laughs> I, 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 a lot of it too, I think is because I never had wheels on my own. So I was you never put drinking the girls in the trunk. No, no, no. Like if they had liquor, if they had alcohol, right? oh, so okay. anywhere I went, cause I always had drugs on me all the time. So I was so cautious of getting caught. Like I never ever wanted to be, but I always had enough that I, I could throw away if I didn't if I didn't mind. But I was never arrested, never in prison, um, and I never ran into the law after I was seventeen. After I was seventeen, I never had any. Um, well, we left a biker club one time when I was twenty five or twenty four, and they that's the last time we got pulled over, and they said that we never had our seatbelts on. They just wanted to run our names to see who was at this clubhouse, but other than that, that was it. Wow, so it was pretty Good for you. You you were pretty well, very. Very fortunate. It's, yeah, it's, it's all luck, right? It's all, you have drugs on you every day and I never got caught. It's just like, it's not me like being like smarter than anything like that. More just like aware, right? But it just, it's it's all, it's all luck. And there's been, I was at, I was thinking about the drink at the rack in Edmonton. It's a bar and it was daylight savings. And there'd be little things that had happened. I would remember be like, is this bar going to stay open an extra hour? And he'd be like, well, what time is it? And I go to pull my fucking, my phone out and I drop an eight ball in front of the security guard. But like nothing happens. I just like grabbed it off the ground, go get the girls and my buddies, and then leave the bar. So things like that would happen, but I never, you know, had to. We used to get the cops to chase us all the time when we were younger. We would literally go out and, and put people's windows through or destroy their car or set something on fire to get the cops to intentionally chase us when you were younger. That'd just be something that we, that, that would be like a big thing we would always do, right? We used to call it uh, like the tire crawl. Anybody would, if we you would bomb your house with crab apples or rocks, if we got a good reaction from you. We would go back to your house like every weekend. And that was a common <laughs> thing. But other than that, then like like then once I was over, you know, after like I was 17, I never had any any trouble with the law and always re 
and would, would would travel or anything they never gave me any tra- they'd be like they'd be like where are you going I, they're like what's your business here i'm like i'm going down to la i'm partying i'm drinking and they'd be like okay and when i come back they would never ever search my bags and all that but i went one time to la with my girlfriend and they would search them because they wouldn't be put in case they weren't paying taxes on their shopping and stuff like that. Yeah. But for, yeah. But for me, they, they, I couldn't believe it. I always thought like, oh, they're going to fucking give me hard time. They never gave a fuck. I'd just be honest with them. Did you ever hide anything in your prison wallet? I, I, I tucked pills on my ass. Um, we were, I was at, there's a, like the government supplies housing. There's a place in Halifax. So I had a regular um, a person there that I would get opiates from that I would, I would buy her out for like the month, right? When she got her script. And then I was waiting for her to come out to the car. And then there was a fucking cop car behind us down the road that I didn't notice, but she already left. So there was already an exchange. And I was just like, fuck her. Have they been, how long they're following us? And I remember my, we got real scared and, and I just had them in a bag, just like a regular Ziploc bag. I put the whole bag up my ass. And we drove, Jeez. and they and but and they and they did follow us, right? They didn't have any lights on, but here's the thing: they didn't follow us for long. It wasn't like they follow us for ten minutes or five minutes. They followed us down a couple streets, but I think it was kind of like the way you would have to drive to get out of there anyway. And then I, it's so funny because when we got back to my fucking he- my apartment in Halifax, I remember when I took the pills on my ass, like we were like high fiving, and then we had like a moment of clarity. I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> such a fucking loser. You just had like pills, like you know what I mean. We were just like we're like high five and be like we're the man, like kick a cot, like totally delusional, right? And, and yeah, that was the I think it was the only time I ever hit something up my ass. I used to put everything under my nuts when I flew, like when I would fly, I would put all my coke and my pills underneath my my ball sack, and I would deny the X-ray machine. If they would say, "Oh, sir, step into the X-ray machine," I'm like, "No, I don't want the radiation. Get a male over here to pat me down. They can never feel under your nuts, right? It's not like I had a fucking bag like this, so I'd always just put anything under my." Under my uh, my nuts, never in a pocket or anything like that. Well, now you're on a TSA list here. So that's it, fine. That's fine. I, 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 I got. I think I, got, I made that jacking off on an Air Canada flight video, so I might be on there more than once, right? How many views did that get? That was low. I think I will not lie. I think it. I think it had like sixty thousand, but like it had over like a thousand. It had like sixteen hundred shares. It's funny. I'll have a video. I'll literally have. A, I'll have a video that'll have half a million views with like four hundred shares. Which is weird. And then I'll have right? a video with 60,000 60, views and they'll have almost 2,000 shares and like and like yeah. uh, maybe like 15,000 likes. So it, it's weird. I don't know how it works. So I've noticed anything I've made in an airport about flying. One time I was like, oh, so we were taking a little long. Uh, we were, I was at the Edmonton airport. We were taking forever to, to take off. And I was like, what the hell, right? And then all of a sudden, you know... Um, I can't remember the joke anyways. It's it's a video and uh, it did really well. So I was like, okay, because I, I flew back and forth between Ontario and Alberta for a little while before I just moved back to Alberta. And uh, every time I'd make an airport video and it would just take off, right? And I'm like, okay, all right, this is what it is. Make it in the airport, make it on the plane, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Some people don't like it. Some people think it's hilarious. I was... Uh, at the Edmonton airport there a few months back and, uh, and you know, getting recognized and shit like that. Um, I was standing right at like the gate door eight and the plane from Fort Mac had just, had just arrived. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Right. Like 
I'm going to get recognized. It's going to happen because like those are, that's my crowd, right? That's my, that's my niche. Yeah, that's right. And I did a couple, and I did a couple times, but it was the flight attendant who recognized me first. She's like, she just walked by talking and she didn't even stop. She's just like, love your videos. And then kept going. I'm like, Oh really? Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Super, yeah. super, super common when people do that, bro. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, I've had in West Edmonton mall is a pretty crazy spot for me. Uh, I go there. Sometimes I'm wearing my own merch when I go there. Mm. Right. Dick, mm. the Dick Frost shirt, the, the dad, the hat. That's right. right. So they're whatever, man, I'm marketing my shit. I don't give a shit. Right. So, but this one girl, she came, all I heard was from across the mall. Is that Dick Frost? And then like, she kept running up. I got my kids with me. She's like, ah, right. Like her hand right in my face. Hi. And I was like, Hey, how are you? Good, good, yada, yada, yada. Turns out it's my boss's friend, right? She was texting her afterwards. She's like, oh my God, Dick was here. I saw Dick, yada, yada, yada. And that same day, this woman, she passed by me and then she, I, I caught her eyes and she, and we looked, we caught each other, right? But she was like this, she like, like staring at me. And I just pretended like I didn't notice, right? And I was just, I just kept going, but I, I, I posted a something on Facebook on my Facebook thing that I was at the mall and she's like, I was the girl that just passed you staring awkwardly. Right. And it was like, I saw you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't think I didn't notice you. Oh yeah. No, it, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's definitely two guys who would have thought two guys, just nobodies, right? Just mm. nobodies making cool videos on the internet and people like, like you said earlier, receiving them well and 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 appreciating what we do. That's right. Love the love. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I fucking uh, super into it. I got one last question for you before because I gotta go. I got a question for you too before you go. Okay, okay, okay. No, that's fine. Do they still have? I was in West Edmonton and we were into one and uh, they had the photo booth. Bro, I was dressed up as a fucking full native. I had the headdress on. I had a bottle of Jack Daniels. I had an axe. I had everything. And my buddy dressed up as a cowboy. Is this a photo booth in the West End Mall? I wonder if yeah. that shit is still there. I, and I remember, like, put, I remember putting yeah. all this stuff, and I was fucking wasted, right? And I remember, and it's funny, um, my parents had their picture framed. And when I got back to, to, to work, they had that posted all over work, that picture. And they had back shift superstars on it. It was all over site. And it was so fucking funny, man. Do they, do they still have that photo booth in West End Mall? Yeah, so it's by the water park, right? It's by Wild, it's Wild West Photographer or something like man, that. I you can't, can dress I honestly, up. And... I can't remember, but I think it was. It, yeah. it had to be that. That would make the only sense, Yeah, it's right? still there. It's still there. I can't remember the name of it, but it's still there. It's right across from like the San Diego store or the candy store. Whatever the candy store is called and the water park's right there. And there's the escalator going up and it's off to the side. Okay. Yeah, so... I, I, you got to go, but uh, I got I got a question, and I just started doing this the last couple episodes. And, Whatever you want. So, yeah. so um, everyone has a Mount Rushmore, like the four people that you know are are on your Mount Rushmore that you mm. look up to, that have inspired you, that have you know been an influence. Who who mm -hmm. who are, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Oh, this is good. Um, I would say Chris Farley. <laughs> I would say uh, Louis C.K. Okay. I would say uh, I love Clint Eastwood and I'd like to say Nas the rapper Nas the rapper okay so um, why why those four people like how are they you know I just liked um, 
when I first saw Red Robin, I remember I read this Nas quote, and it, it, he said he lives his life like the universe records everything. So now I live my life like like to do the right thing when no one's watching, to not be such a piece of shit, to to love yep. myself like to, to, to and, and be, but so to. I live my life like the universe is recording everything, right? So I'm not talking about, like, consequences. Like, if I do this, I'm going to hell. Nothing like that. I just, like, try to be a good human even when no one's watching. Um, Chris Farley, I remember I remember when he died. I, he was me and my brother's favorite growing up, right? And when he died, I remember my mother was like, oh, he died because he was too heavy. And didn't say about the, uh, uh, that, he, that he OD'd and died, right? And he, I remember watching his movies and being like, I want to fucking make people laugh like that. I thought he was the best. I thought he was like the absolute goat. And he was so like, um, it became very attractive to me because like, uh, comedy is for all ages, shapes and sizes, colors. It doesn't matter. You know, he was just like a guy, like a heavy guy, like not the most attractive, but like still out there killing it. So for him, it was really, uh, just very interesting. And I still, like, I'll always go back and watch his bloopers. Anytime he's on an SNL sketch or something, he's making people laugh. All his movies I love, right? I just thought he was a genius. Um, Clint Eastwood. I love Westerns. I fucking was just watching them two nights ago. And there's just something that I love about, uh, I'm not, like, masculinity, go, go, go. And I'm not saying that he's the pitcher for it either. But there's just something that I always loved about his acting and directing because I'm a cinephile. I love movies. I love TV, right? So I love pretty much yeah, like the mule, anything like that, right? Like I just watched a lot of Josie Wales mime, or like The Good, the Bad, the Ugly is one of my favorite movies. You know what I mean? That shit's in like fucking done in the sixties, seventies. So I loved all that and it was just so interesting to like he's been around for so long and he's fucking he's good at right. And uh Louis C.K. was always when I watch his stand up, he says whatever he wants, and you watch his early stuff on Opie and Anthony and the way he talks to Patrice. And they say, you know, they say something that can be perceived as racism or not. I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for a racist outlet or anything like that. But it was, I was just like, get out there. And Dave Chappelle would be up there too. He said the same thing. I seen him live in Vancouver. He was like, when you're on stage, you speak your truth and say what you want to say. Do your thing, right? Keep it real. And people are, I like, people are coming to see you and they know who you are, right? So yeah, right. You know, and that's if you don't want to hear that, don't go to a show. Exactly. Right. And, and I like, and you know, Louis C.K. got canceled and, and he's bouncing back and, and that's what I really like, you know, um, people make mistakes and I don't even know a whole lot about his whole situation, you know, all the details right or wrong, but I'm just saying like, he's like, if they're living his life and I just find he's a super interesting individual and I find, I think he's one of the best stand up to ever do it in my opinion, right? Louis CK. So that would be my Mount Rushmore. And also like, I love Nas's music. There's more than just that quote, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be, that'd be it. But off the top of the head, that's the first thing that came to me. That's a very, that's a very, uh, that's a very good question, man. To be fucking asking people. Fuck yeah, man. I, I, I love doing that. My boss asked me that actually. He's like, Hey, who's on your Mount Rushmore? What did you and, tell him? Well, at the time, Austin Matthews, cause I'm a big Lee fan and Austin Matthews is the savior for the team or so I thought at the time, I think yeah. it's Mitch Marner now. Uh, my Nana, I didn't meet her until I was, uh, 24. You know, my dad was adopted when he was a baby, just less than a year old. And 50-something years later, he found her, uh, you know. And I said, my Nana, my wife, because what a fucking goat. She's just a goat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cooks, cleans, not even just cooking and cleaning. An amazing cook. She She's a great mother. Her personality is just top-notch. And her work ethic. 
just, you know, and, uh, you know, there's, there's something to say about that. You know, I, I, I heavily respect my wife and, and who she is as a person and a mother and, and, and as, as a, as a wife, but mainly as who she is as an individual, she sticks to her guns. She, she, she has a mind of her own. She's strong minded, right? She slaps me upside the head when I need it, calls me an idiot. Mm-hmm. You're being an idiot. Stop it. But she's Probably my often. biggest fan as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's also my biggest fan. Right? That's right. And I'm hers. So, you know, and then I think it's changed a little bit too in the last couple of years since then. My kids are probably on my Mount Rushmore together. They they got their own special little rock now. So, yeah, that's a fucking that's a dad right there, Doc. You know what I mean? Fuck, man. Good for my you, my kids are my daughter is a little degenerate in the making. She she's she's voted most likely to go to prison at our house. So perfect. I'll, I'll get her oh, off yeah, the path. Buddy. Yeah. So before we go, anything you you want to say anything to you know people that might be facing addiction or, or suffering from addiction and mental health yep. and where they could possibly find help. Yeah. Uh, to anybody that is, uh, you know, I'm not trying to preach here. I'm just going to tell you something right quick. If you have a loved one in your life and they're struggling with drugs or alcohol, this might be hard for you to hear, but if they don't want to get sober, they're not going to do it for anybody but themselves if they're an addict or alcoholic. So you might be a mom and you're concerned about your son or your husband or something like that. If they're not ready to get solo or sober, you might have to set boundaries, right? Maybe you don't let them live with you anymore or you stop giving them money because until they're ready to sober up, no one can make them do it. And if you could have, they would have probably by now. And also for anybody who is struggling out there, just know you're not alone. I suffered in silence for the better part of four or five years. I didn't want I, I didn't want to tell anybody about how bad I got because I didn't want my drinking or drugging to become monitored. I didn't want to say, hey, Mr. Frost, I have a problem with drugs and alcohol. So then anytime I did try enjoying a drink or something casually, you'd be like, yeah. hey, don't you have a problem? So I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want anybody on my, even though they knew I was fucking bad, right? But I didn't want to ever admit it. Um, so yeah, and, and if you're struggling, there's lots of help out there. Um, I do a uh, 12-step recovery. And I went to a rehab and it completely changed my life. And if anybody wants to reach out to me that listens to this, it's Dougie Snakes on Instagram. Send me a message. I will get to it. It might not be in the first day, but I, I, I check my messages every day, right? So I can't get you or keep you sober, but I can point you in the right direction and maybe find an avenue for you to do so. In the last few years, I've never lived so good in my entire life. I have lots of stories about drinking and drugging, and they're funny now. Because I'm not fucking dead or in jail or like we talked about, right? That, and I mentioned that in my, my TikToks and my videos I do. Like, it's funny now. It's just like when you're a little kid and you're in trouble, you think the world's going to end. But when you, you know, you talk about it at Christmas time years later, your father, like, oh, remember that time you did that? It's funny because there's some time in between it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's all I want to say about if, if you're struggling, reach out to somebody. And, uh, you know, if you don't get it right away, you might get it down the road. But just uh, just be careful out there. I love you. All right, there, there it is. Uh, Dougie, thanks for coming on, buddy. And uh, hey, stay frosty. Love you. Thank you so much. You're the man.